On today's show, the Yankees beat the Orioles in extra innings. There were a number of heroes, but none bigger than Jose Trevino. We'll talk about his night. We'll talk about Glaber Torres's night. We'll talk about all the new injuries that the Yankees have to contend with, and we'll preview tonight's finale against the Orioles. All next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Yankees fans. It is Wednesday, May 25th. Welcome to Locked On Yankees which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, everything, even the new ones that pop up seemingly every day. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, watch us on YouTube, like, comment, do all those good things. And when you get into your car or if you're sitting in your house, Tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. Anyone else have a smart device that goes off if someone else in a video mentions the name? Because I do. <laughs> Those smart devices are very sensitive and they do really work well. Well, so. <laughs> so today, let's talk about last night's game. <sighs> Could have been a disaster. Looked like it was going to be a disaster. Felt like it was going to be a disaster. Just, I really thought they were going to lose that game. Just with the way they've been playing the past almost week, I don't know. It felt like a 2021 game goes to extra innings. I've talked about how much I hate that rule. I won't do it again. I'll just say I hate that rule. Even when it works in the Yankees' favor, I still hate that rule with the passion of 10,000 Suns. Cannot stand it. And it always feels like the Yankees are going to lose when they go into an extra inning game, just because it felt like they did every time they had an extra inning game in 2021. I know the stat isn't that they lost every single game. It just felt that way. So last night, Jordan Montgomery, he actually pitched fine. You know, it's just hilarious how he can never get a decision. <laughs> just... But at least the Yankees won a game that he started because I believe I mentioned this on Monday. Or did I mention it in my post game? I may have mentioned it in my post game video that when the Yankees only had 10 losses, six of them were when Jordan Montgomery started through no fault of his own. It wasn't always his fault that the Yankees lost. It was usually the offense's fault because they never score for him. And they did last night. They started the scoring. It was lovely. Anthony Rizzo hit a home run. You know, Gleyber Torres had two. Gleyber Torres was pretending that it was 2019 against the Orioles again by hitting two home runs. Jose Trevino didn't just have the walk-off. He tied the game at five. He was three for four. He had a really great game. We'll tell you why he had that really great game in segment two. It's a very sweet story in case you didn't hear it, because I know not everyone is on social media. And not everyone reads the newspapers and not everyone keeps up with every single possible thing that happens with the Yankees. But it is a very sweet story. 
So let's look at some stats from last night because, again, last night's game was uh, – it really felt like a loss. Does anyone else feel that way? Because it's just frustrating. So Rizzo was one for three. The one was the home run off Bruce Zimmerman. And, you know, Abby and I joked last week – because Jordan Montgomery was matched up against Bruce Zimmerman in Camden Yards. And it turned out the Yankees actually scored against Zimmerman then. And Rizzo, Trevino, and Torres all hit home runs off Zimmerman. Glaber hit both of his home runs off Zimmerman. Because Zimmerman going into that start last week against the Yankees, his ERA was 272. It is now 3.78. He lasted six and one-third, gave up four runs on six hits, didn't walk anyone, struck out five. Jordan Montgomery, six innings on the nose, two runs on four hits, five strikeouts, gave up the home run to Hayes in the seventh inning. Then Rugnet Odor hits the home run off Michael King. Michael King's ERA is now a blown-up... <laughs> 2.96. It's a bloated 2.96. He's looking human again. I don't enjoy that. I talked him up last week, and he's been doing not so great since then. So my bad, Michael King. I'm so sorry. Rugnet Odor is a pain in the butt, isn't he? Yeah. Um, now, one good thing for the Yankees, I mean, <laughs> this is all relative. They were three for nine with runners in scoring position which is better than 0 for 9, but they did leave 9 on base. <laughs> so after King blew the save, Lecky came in, got an out, got that last out that King couldn't get. Clay Holmes pitched a scoreless inning, a hitless inning, got two strikeouts. His ERA is 0 0.40. Wandy Peralta hit, hit, he didn't hit. He pitched an inning. He gave up one hit. <laughs> And he's quietly doing well, 1.80 ERA on the year. And then Clark Schmidt came in, pitched two innings, gave up one run, struck out one, got the win, thanks to the Yankees walking off. But Clark Schmidt's ERA is 0 0.69. I won't do it. As I said, Zimmerman, six and one-third, the four runs on six hits. Then Gillespie came in. He blew the save. Aiken came in, pitched two and one-third. Tate pitched an inning. And then Baker blew the save, got the loss in the 11th inning. It was, uh, God, again, one of those games where it just felt like the Yankees were going to let it slip away. Actually, the top of the 11th was the frustrating one because Ryan McKenna started out at second. Santander grounds out to short, so McKenna makes it to third. And then Austin Hayes grounds out to Marwin Gonzalez. And I... Ryan McKenna scores. I don't think... That wasn't really the fault of Marwin Gonzalez, you know. So the one run scores and you're thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> They're going to lose to the Orioles. 6-5. How annoying. They're going to lose another series to the Orioles. How annoying. Glaber starts the bottom of the 11th at second. Andujar flies out. But 
Torres makes it to third. Okay, cool. Let's tie the game. They do. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa singles to center, which scores Glaber Torres. And then Marwin Gonzalez hits a single that advances Kiner-Falefa to second. And you're thinking, here we go. Okay. Awesome. Let's go. And that brings up Trevino, who had already hit a home run, who had already tied the game at five, and then he singles to left field down the line. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa scores. You see the elation on Trevino's face, and it was just such a nice moment. It really was. Um, I do get worried, and I say this all the time when they celebrate, you know, could you, could you guys not jump on the other guys when you're celebrating? Because I'm always a- afraid that someone's going to, like, twist a knee or twist an ankle. You know, we can't be too careful. We have some injury news that we'll be talking about a little bit later. So, yeah, the Yankees win 7-6. Today's the rubber game. They can win the series if they win tonight. Or, you know, they could lose the series if they lose tonight. We'll see what happens. We'll preview that game, too. In a moment, we'll talk about the Trevino story because it's very sweet. But first, with spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth, personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring and it comes in a frame, to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, where you get recaps of Major League Baseball games with analysis from our local experts who are taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So let's talk about Trevino and the story of last night, because it wasn't just that he had a great game. It happened to be the day that it happened because of everything that's been going on and because of his personal experience, his personal life experience. So yesterday would have been Jose Trevino's father's birthday. His father passed away in 2013 and He grew up a Yankee fan. People are finding old tweets of Trevino's from when he was younger talking about the chase for 28. Someone had posted one from October of 2011 when the Yankees lost to the Tigers. Anyway, um, so when he said he grew up a Yankee fan, he's not lying. Because I know a lot of people like to, oh, yeah, of course, all these guys always say they grew up Yankee fans, but they weren't even in New York. Hello, you're the first ones to complain that there are Yankee fans all over the place. So why wouldn't you believe that someone like Trevino grew up liking the Yankees or someone like Isaiah Kiner-Falefa grew up liking them or someone like Garrett Cole? Hello? Anyway, so 
Jose Trevino and his father used to pretend that their backyard was Yankee Stadium. And they would set up scenarios, walk-off scenarios. Like, what? imagine if this happened, if you were in Yankee Stadium and you walked off. And, and he did. He did it last night on his father's birthday. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, my God, why am I crying? Oh, I know why. <laughs> because my dad's the one who introduced me to baseball. No, I couldn't play baseball, but it's because of my dad that I'm here doing this right now. Because if it wasn't for Gus... This wouldn't be going on. So when I hear about someone who has a relationship like that with their dad, I automatically get teary-eyed. So. And he pointed up at the sky. He rounds first base, you know, realizes the Kiner Falef is scoring. They won the game. And when Ryan Rucco interviewed him after the game, the first thing he mentioned was the shooting in Texas because he's from Texas. And and then he said that there was another reason why he had tears in his eyes, and he'd talk about it later, and then it ended up where he told the reporters about his dad, Joe. And how he felt like he was watching him. And I think that's just the cutest thing. And, oh, God, I say it all the time about baseball. This feels like the only sport where this kind of thing happens. You know? I mean, I'm sure there are kids who played basketball with their dads and threw footballs on the front lawn, but there's something different about baseball, you know? And you always hear that sort of story of a son and his father playing in the backyard and pretending that they're winning a World Series. You know, my dad would come home from work and play catch with me. With me. <laughs> I, re I remember the first glove my dad gave me. I loved that thing. And it was dark, too. It was like a dark brown. And my mom didn't like that my dad would play catch with me because, you know, you watch the show if you're not watching. But if you watch the show, you know I have a wonky eye. I've had this thing since I was born. And my mother never let me play Little League. <sighs> Forget it. Um, softball, no. You know, my dad was a Little League coach, and he wanted me to play. And I wanted to play, but I'm righty. And my wonky eye is my left eye. If a ball's coming, no, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been good for me. So, but I feel like baseball is that kind of a sport where you have that sort of relationship with your father And it comes full circle and you're on the field at Yankee Stadium and you hit a walk-off home run in honor of your father on his birthday. That's just like the greatest thing. I just think that's so awesome. <laughs> it was so sweet. So this is the quote that he said to reporters. I know you all saw some tears and there's a reason behind it. My dad was a huge Yankees fan. He would always put me in these scenarios. He always said, ninth inning, down one, you need a base hit to tie the game or win the game at Yankee Stadium. They lived in Ben Bolt, Texas. His father's nickname was Boogie because he liked dancing. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so great. But Trevino said, from a young age, he never forced me to play baseball. But when I wanted to, he was always there. It's just crazy that he would put me in that scenario. This goes back to me being traded over here. He always said, I'm preparing you to be a Yankee. 
It's so cute. I love that. And then Aaron Boone said about Trevino, he means so much to those guys in such a short time in that room. I'm just really happy for him. He's been so instrumental in us being where we are at this point in the season. And they asked him about, actually, they asked Trevino about Michael King. And he said he was going to talk to him after the game and figure out what was going on and stuff. And you know what? (laughs) Jose Trevino for starting catcher. Let's do it, Yankees. Let's do it. So Kiner Falefa scored on that hit and this wasn't the first time that this happened where Trevino hit the walk-off hit and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was on base it was June 17th 2018 the Rangers against the Rockies Kiner-Falefa was on second base it was Father's Day it was only Trevino's second Major League Baseball hit and Kiner-Falefa said for me to score the winning run again same situation bigger stage it's incredible it's something you can't explain he's going to remember it for the rest of his life again i love baseball so much i really do if you're watching this on youtube leave a comment tell me if you had someone in your family that you played baseball with or at least just you know threw a ball back and forth with um Like, who was the person that introduced you to baseball? Who made you fall in love with baseball? I want to know. I always want to know that. I did an interview segment for a podcast for a while there. And I almost always asked my interview subject, who introduced you to sports? Who's the person to blame to get you into sports? I always joke that I always joke in that way that my dad is the blame. (laughs) He's the one to blame for me being the way I am. He's why I love the Yankees. He's why I have a Yankee tattoo. I have a Yankee tattoo. Maybe I'll show you guys one day. Okay, so I mentioned that there's injury news. Of course there is. All right, so Roldis Chapman, they finally put him on the IL. Um, 15-day IL, Achilles tendonitis. Um, Higashioka was activated from the COVID-19 list. DJ LeMahieu was out last night. Because he had left wrist discomfort, he underwent an MRI, it was negative, he got a cortisone shot, he should be able to play, or could be able to play, either tonight or tomorrow. And then Giancarlo Stanton came out of the game last night with right calf tightness. Now he's getting an MRI today. As of right now, I haven't seen any news about it. Hopefully it won't be anything too major. That's all we need. Um, and then Josh Donaldson and Joey Gallo, both with COVID. (laughs) So let's preview tonight's matchup. Tyler Wells for the Orioles, one and three with a 4.41 ERA, 23 strikeouts against JP Sears for the Yankees. They knew they were going to have to have a spot starter. It's JP Sears' turn. So as for the Yankees against Tyler Wells... Aaron Judge does well against him. It's not that big of a sample size, though. It's only eight at-bats. No home runs, but he's batting 375. And Sears hasn't really faced the Orioles. He has one at-bat against Trey Mancini, Ryan Mountcastle, Ruggi Odor, Santander, and Ramon Urias. And... 
Trey Mancini has a hit, and so does Santander. The rest of them don't. So it's, you know, you can't really, can't do much of a preview. Don't know how long he's going to be stretched out. Don't know what Boone's going to do there. Should be interesting. Again, it's the rubber game, so um, the Yankees will either win the series or lose the series. We'll find out. <laughs> it's a 7.05 start. I don't think there's any funky... Yeah, no, it's on yes. The Yankees have a Peacock game coming up on, I believe, June 5th against the Tigers, which means it starts at 11.30 in the morning. Brunch. Baseball brunch should be... Uh, Huh, something. Before we go, let's do a Jason Dominguez update because people were worried about him because he started off slow in single A Tampa, but he's heating up. Tuesday, he hit two home runs. He walked and he scored a career high of four runs and it helped Tampa beat Lakeland 7-5 at George M. Steinbrenner Field. Now he's only 19. So people need to stop getting so worried about him. And, you know, it was like the people who were worried about Anthony Volpe because he went up a level. And now he's doing fine. <laughs> so don't worry about Jason Dominguez. He'll be fine. Again, ni he's 19. He's it's so young. And I know some people will think, well, so-and-so was 19 when they came up. And so was this one. Just. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. The Martian. That's his name. In case you didn't know that. Um, in the third inning, his home run went 412. And the exit velocity was 108.4. So, yeah, he's a powerful. He's a powerful kid. In his last seven games, Dominguez is 11 for 24 with five extra base hits, four walks, nine runs scored, seven runs batted in. And his slash line has been elevated to 271, 333, 471 in 34 games so far. So, yes, he's doing better. Everyone can calm down. And no, he's not going to come up to the Yankees this year. <laughs> Unless something really disastrous happens. Hopefully that won't happen. So to recap, Yankees beat the Orioles in exciting, yet slightly annoying fashion in extra innings. Looked like a game they could have lost. A couple of different times, but they didn't. They won. They came back and won. Oh, yes. Let's mention that. 13th comeback win. Fifth walk-off. First team to 30 wins. Just like we all predicted when the season started. So, again, Tyler Wells against J.P. Sears tonight in the series finale. And then we have four games against the Rays. We'll be previewing that on tomorrow's show. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, leave comments below about your first baseball experience and who made you fall in love with it. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. 
Now make your second listen of the day locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.